Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Luke 10, 33. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Luke ten thirty three. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. How do you define a successful day? That you got a lot of tests done? That you fulfilled your responsibilities? Maybe that you managed to sit through a tense meeting without losing your cool? Those are all great things, but as the passage surrounding today's verse illustrates, they aren't the most important things. Using a story that would have shocked his first century audience, Jesus reminded them, and by extension us, of God's greatest call, and that's to love. Not in a distant, hypothetical, or theoretical sense, but in a way that's reflective of the servant-hearted, initiating, and enduring love that Christ shows us. That type of love is rarely convenient— and it may never be reciprocated. In fact, it will probably cost us something. The story, which scripture often titles the parable of the Good Samaritan, arose from a discussion between Jesus and an expert in the Jewish law. So this occurred directly after Christ had sent out 72 disciples to go ahead of him into each town and village that he planned to visit. They returned excited, stating that even the demons had submitted to them in Christ's name. He responded by reminding them that their salvation was an even greater cause for celebration. Now, presumably hearing Jesus' talk about eternal life, the religious expert stood up to ask what he needed to do in order to receive eternal life, to which Jesus replied, what is written in law? How do you read it? The man responded quite accurately to love God and to love others. Then, wanting to show himself righteous, the man asked, in essence, who exactly does God want me to love? almost as if his love came in short supply and he didn't want to waste an ounce of it on anyone he wasn't required to. And he certainly wouldn't have considered, even in a hyperbolic sense, that God would ever call him to love a Samaritan, someone from a people group Jews not only despised, but that many rabbis actually taught them to avoid. In fact, some rabbis went so far as to tell people not to help a Samaritan woman who is struggling while giving birth, because that would be helping to bring another Samaritan 
into the world. That's harsh, right? To think some religious leaders who were supposed to model what a life aligned with God looked like, in essence, told the people looking up to them to allow an infant to die and potentially his mother as well. That's how deep their hatred and their racism went. Knowing this, Jesus made the Samaritan the outcast, the one someone rabbis felt didn't deserve to live, the hero of his story. To paraphrase, one day a man was traveling along a stretch of road where bandits and robbers were known to frequent. He was attacked, he was robbed, stripped of his clothing, and then left half dead. Some time after, two men passed by, both religious leaders, and they increased their distance between them and the man. So instead of drawing close, they stepped further away. But then, according to verses 33 to 35, a Samaritan came along, and he took pity on the man. We read, he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, And took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. And so, in answer to the question posed by the expert in religious law, Jesus basically said, You're to love everyone. You're to love those who are like you, who believe the same things as you, and who view the world through the same perspective, and those who are dramatically different, who think dramatically differently as well. If he were telling this parable today, he might say those who vote the way you do and those who vote in ways that might make you grit your teeth, those in the same socioeconomic bracket and with similar backgrounds, colloquialisms, and those you might feel tempted to avoid, those who make you want to cross to the other side of the street. But notice also the type of love the Samaritan displayed. First, it was inconvenient. The Bible tells us that the Samaritan happened upon the man while on a journey, which means he had somewhere he was trying to go. He had an already determined agenda, one he willingly set aside when he saw someone in need. Compassion, which is often stirred by unexpected events and encounters, it should drive us to action. Because if we only respond to God's promptings when they fit into our already jam-packed schedules, we'll miss a lot of amazing God moments, a lot of opportunities to play a part in life change and experiencing God move and love through us. The second quality of Christ-centered love revealed in this story is its ability to break down the barriers hatred and fear tend to build. I imagine every Samaritan living during the time of Jesus had experienced harsh, unjust treatment from the Jews, times when they'd been mocked and made to feel worthless and unclean, the type of treatment that can easily lead to bitterness. But the Samaritan rose above the ugliness he himself had no doubt received. He crossed sides, and in love, he bridged the gap that hatred had created. Third and finally, love often comes at a cost, whether that's our time, our resources, or as was the case with the Good Samaritan, both. We don't know the location of the inn to which he took this man, but I'm assuming he had to leave the road he had been traveling upon to do so. Demonstrating that type of love won't be easy, nor is it anything we can do in our own strength. Only Jesus, our source of love, can give us the strength to love others well, which is why Jesus said in John 13, verse 35, that others would know us, his followers, by our love. And while we'll probably never reach that place of perfection where we reveal all of Jesus and none of us, this side of heaven, we can steadily and progressively grow in that direction. And every day that we do, 
we can call it a win. The more we connect with Jesus, the more we learn to rely on him and yield to his spirit within us, the better we're able to love. And again, when we do that, no matter what happens, we can call that a win. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your immense love for us. Thank you for showing us what true love looks like. While we were yet sinners, while we were rebelling against you, you chose to die for us. You loved us first. Your love sought us out and it drew us close and it transformed our lives. We praise you for that. We want to reflect that love, Lord. We want to reflect you. Fill us with your heart. Fill us with your love. Kill our pride, Lord. Kill the pride that separates us. Kill the fear and the anger and the hostility and the hatred that separates us one from another. And in the place of all of those ugly things, fill us with love, with your Holy Spirit. Purify us, Lord. It is in your name, Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. 
You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.